but as far as your own financial wellness, I would say to just be aware of where your money is going. And then also remember to put money aside for a rainy day. Uh, you never know when the rain's going to come or how it's going to come, but it always does come. Welcome to the Authentic Wellness Podcast. This is where I, Sophia, a real woman, speak to real women and some men about issues that matter to all of us. Now, without further ado, let's talk about it. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Authentic Wellness Podcast. I'm so glad you're here. Today, I have with us Jennifer Rickard. She is amazing in her own right, but as always, I won't take up too much of your time introducing her. I'm going to allow her to introduce herself because she knows herself better than I know her, but we're all going to get to know her today. So Jennifer, go ahead and introduce yourself. Hi, everybody. Um, so I am, oh, how do I describe myself? I have always worked since I was very young. So that's pretty much all I know is how to serve people. And, um, that's what I do now. And what I'm, what I'm, my, my passion is, is to help people get better credit and to be able to buy homes and secure a future. So, um, that's really why I'm here today because I want to talk about what I'm really passionate about. And, um, I've done other things like, you know, write books and, um, help, raised two wonderful children. And I feel like I have a pretty good successful marriage of, you know, over 30 years, I believe. So um, I just right now I'm in my zone. I feel like as a woman, as you grow older, you kind of like find your groove. And uh, that's what I've done and helping people improve their credit so they can buy a home and realize that dream is um, my passion. Awesome. I am so glad that you are here because I have questions, questions, okay. questions, questions. So you say right now that you um, serve people and that's, I think, a beautiful quality in a space where we are right now in time in our lives that so many people are for themselves. Mm -hmm. When did you realize that you were a servant of people? Um, probably. I always had that in me. I always knew that. But when you're younger, you're a little bit selfish. You know, you think about yourself more than others. Mm -hmm. um, but I've always had a hard time saying no. And I think a lot of, of women or females go through this where um, they think they need to be liked or they need to be, you know, um, needed. So they say yes to anything and everything that comes their way. Um, whether they're good at it or not, but they want to help. And I've always done that. But now I found a space where, you know, it's okay to say no and still love what I do and be able to help people. So I think it's just until I turned maybe 40 that I really realized that I don't have to be a people pleaser to be a servant of people. And um, that's kind of where I'm at right now. That's awesome. Because you know what? Um, a lot of women don't find really find themselves until they get to midlife. Mm -hmm. When they spend so much time doing things for other people, and they finally want to do something for themselves. So I, I definitely commend you on that. 
because you found it. And, and that's yes. the point. So, yes. Um, I, I did want to mention, you know, it really is all about yourself too, because you can have a very strong partner or a very supportive partner in your life who wants you to find yourself, but until you're ready to do it yourself, you, you're, it's not going to happen. Absolutely. And that's with so many things because I found in, because I also counsel people in substance abuse and it's the same thing like addiction until you're ready to stop, you won't stop. Until yep. you hit rock bottom, you don't know that you need to go up now. So I commend your partner and being supportive and being there for you. But when you got ready is when the magic really started. Yes. So that's awesome. Right now, um, you're doing what is, is credit consulting. Yes. And how did um, you find that you got into that? So basically, I am a mortgage loan officer. My husband is a realtor. And for years, we have seen people that we've had to turn away um, from their dream home because of bad credit. But we never really gave them those next steps on how to fix their credit. And we just assumed everybody knew how to do it because we were in the industry. Now, um, maybe four years ago, uh, we had an accident with our car and we needed to turn it in and get a new car. And they checked our credit and we were at 400s. And we were shocked because, I mean, we work in the industry. We don't really do bad things with credit, but we really don't have that knowledge that you would think would come with that. And we had to have our daughter co-sign. And that was kind of embarrassing to have our daughter co-sign for us to get a car. Right. <laughs> so we didn't want to ruin her credit. So we really started studying it and we started putting two and two together. And we were like, we we're telling these people, you know, go fix your credit and then come back and then we'll see if we can get you approved for a loan. And we're like, well, we're not giving them any strong foundation on what to do on how to fix their credit. So we really studied it. We looked at all the laws. We were doing all this. And within, I would say, a little over 90 days, we went from in the mid 400s to just at 700. So we improved our score a lot in that, in that short amount of time. And so then I started saying, there, there has to be a service for this. We, we see people all the day we're turning, turning away. So I started researching it and I figured out I, well, I found these resources on how to start my own company. And so we started helping people for free at first, just so that we could see if, you know, this would really work. And we were able to, you know, turn some people around and I was like, okay, you know, why don't we just, you know, start a company and do this, you know, and really, really promote it. And so that's where we are now. That's amazing. I, I like the fact that you helped people for free simply because you needed to get that foundation on what works and what doesn't. Yeah. So that that's good because you have the proof and it's a tried and true method. You didn't just come out of the blue and do this. But another thing that stands out to me is the fact that you wanted to give people a way to, after you turn them away, things that they can do, the next steps that they could follow up and then come back to you and get the dream home that they wanted. Right. And so now what we do is um, we have a whole system uh, where we do credit building. So like if you're brand new to credit, we can help you with, 
you know, establishing credit. Then we have, if you have bad credit, maybe you went through a bankruptcy and some things like that, and um, you need um, to improve your scores. We have a program for that. Then we have our, our popular one, which is the home buying 101. And we have a course that we do. It's a six month course. And we teach people from, um, how to improve their credit, how to save for a down payment, um, what's involved with home buying. I'm partnered with um, a local broker and uh, we, she does the home buying side and does uh, education on that side. And then we, we kind of like just team together and we have a whole program that is laid out for people to really get them to their goal. Since you, I know you're based in Florida. So can yeah. anybody anywhere take advantage of this course? Is it online? Uh, we do not have it online yet. Right now we are doing most of it either through one-on-one -on -one consultations. Um, some are via phone, some via Zoom. We do, we do have a location that we do it in. Um, we have an office in Orlando. Uh, we are looking to expand, but right now it's only Florida. Uh, there are so many different regulations that you have to follow okay. when dealing with credit. Um, so right now we're bonded and licensed in Florida. Okay. So, but eventually the listeners can look forward to you expanding and, yeah. and okay, being able to serve them. So, because that's exactly what we want to do. Um, but if like the basics of credit, you'll be able to help. So if somebody wants to reach out to you, they'll, you'll be able to help them with the basics though. Oh, yes, yes. If they wanted to um, go to our website, creditbotox.com, and there's a button where you can sign up for a free consultation. And mm -hmm. then we do a consultation and we go line by line their credit and see, you know, uh, what they could maybe do themselves. If it's something that's more involved, um, we decide if, 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 we can help them, you know, we decide what plan they're going to go after we have that conversation. Okay, awesome. And where did you get the name Credit Botox? Because when I think of Botox, I'm thinking of injections in my face. And then I right. And, <laughs> <laughs> right, and that's what we're doing. We're going to inject some life into your credit. Okay. So that's what we're doing. And actually, uh, my husband, Kevin, he came up with that name and it just kind of stuck. Okay. <laughs> He's, he's quite the inventor of names. So I, yeah. I know he, him to be a serial <laughs> entrepreneur. So hopefully yes. we can get him on one day. Yes, yes, he would, he would love that. Okay, perfect. So let's get back to just women building credit because I know a lot of women who are kind of wary of it. They depend on their male counterpart or their counterpart, so to speak, to... Mm -hmm help them buy things, but how important is it for women to have their own credit? Oh, you, you definitely should. We've had some um, people that have had either deaths in the family and now their partner's no longer, you know, there to support them and they have no idea that what their scores are. And then we've had some people that, you know, are going through divorce and they didn't realize having everything in both names was maybe not the best thing they should have done. So now they have no good credit on their own. Mm -hmm. um, so it, it's definitely very important because you never know what life is going to hand you. You should always, always try to make sure that, you know, you have um, 
I guess you could say not really better options, but just a backup plan. Awesome. So I can tell you from my own experience, I was quite a bit younger, but I wasn't able to get credit on my own. I had to start with the secured card. Is, is that usually the way to, to start or the way to go? So when you are young and you have no credit, a secure card can definitely help you. And then even if you're trying to start over and build new credit, um, if you have a supportive family um, when you're growing up and, and a lot of teenagers, this is what some of the parents are doing now. If the parent has good credit, the parent can add them as a authorized user to one of their cards. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean necessarily that they give them the card to use, but that's going to start establishing credit right away early on. Um, I did that with Bryce when he was around 15 years old, my son. And um, so he started establishing his history early on. And I don't know um, if you're familiar, but there are certain, uh, I guess there's certain aspects for credit. There's a uh, history that the length of time you've had it, that counts. Then you have um, utilization. That's how much you have available versus how much um, you're using of your credit. And then there's um, late payments. And then there's, um, I'm drawing a brain, but there's, there's a few different things that make it up. So if you can, if you have kids and you're out there listening to me and you are good with your credit and you are responsible with your credit and you put them on one of your older cards. So even if you started your credit journey, you know, in 2006 and your child's only, you know, 11 years old and you add them to that card, it'll look like they've had a card since they were, you know, four or whatever, but it's going to help them when they go to get their adult credit, if that makes sense. It does. It does. And I can tell you for myself, because I was a really young mother. I had my first child when I was 15 and I wish I would have known this. I could have gotten them off on a better footing. Yeah. But now that I, I do know, I did start that with, you know, my, my, not my oldest, but my two younger ones, even though they're all adults now. Um, my two younger ones, I was able to do that. And they are off on a better footing than that. So yeah. that that is very, very um, good information for parents who are starting off right now. Um, let's see, because you've, you've given us such great information. Let me ask you, um, what happens to credit after marriage, though? Does it really combine? Because there's so many myths out there that we don't know what to believe. No, your credit doesn't combine. Your record does not combine once you get married. Okay. What happens is if you have any joint cards. So if now you're married and you buy a car together, um, then you both have combined credit for that particular item. Oh, okay. So it doesn't mean like, okay, I had a credit card before I got married and he had a credit card before he got married. Now they're joined. No, those are still your separate identity. So those are, those are separate cards. It's whatever you get after you get married, if you get it together. Gotcha. Okay. So that's helpful. Very helpful yeah. because I mean, there's all sorts of people out here doing credit repair and consultations, but they're still giving out erroneous information. So it's good to have that clarity. 
Yeah, and I believe that the earlier you start with credit education, the better. Um, we're trying to work on some programs that we can go into the schools and kind of even even if we start with seniors, but I believe that it should start even younger nowadays. Mm-hmm. Everybody has a credit card in their pocket when they're some 10 year olds out there have credit cards now. So um, I think it's important for people to learn at a young age the the responsibility of having it. Of course. And just basic money management, that's not taught in school at all. So that would be a great service to the up and coming generations. Yeah, I agree. So stepping away from credit for just a little bit, I see that Mm -hmm. you also are an author. Yes, ma'am. My my heart loves to write stories Mm -hmm. and I love to write romance stories, but I am ghostwriting some other types of of writing as well. And you know how you get a gift from God and if you don't use it, you can lose it. So that's kind of what happened. I kind of pushed that to the side for a very long time and it took me a while to, you know, start using it again. And I had to practice a lot. Okay. And and there's nothing wrong with that. Practice makes perfect. So it's amazing because you do have some titles on Amazon, right? Yes. Um, I have. I have a book called Wake Up, and it's about three friends and their adventure and mystery and crime. And then I have a book called Sebastian, and it's a fantasy romance. Um, And then I have a couple, I have a memoir from I Suffer From Migraines, and um, I've ghostwritten a couple books on finance. Okay, so let's talk about you mentioned your migraines. Let's talk about then, how did you deal with that? Because I know a lot of people suffer from migraines and they, they seem to keep it under wraps. What, what can you offer in regards to dealing with your health and just being a woman and having to be a mother and just making mm-hmm. it all work when you have health issues? Well, it's kind of sensitive to me because uh, everybody can say they have a headache or they have a migraine and I feel for them. Um, women tend to suffer from them more than men, I feel like. And um, as you're raising your children, you sometimes have to suffer through those things. Um, the migraines that, that I get are called hemiplegic migraines. And it's where the blood vessels kind of constrict in your brain and it causes paralyzed episodes it causes loss of speech loss of vision bodily functions all kinds of wonderful things and as I was um, raising my kids and growing up I didn't listen to my body and Mm -hmm. I believe as we get older we learn how to maybe listen to it better Um, so there's certain like chemicals I can't I can't be around any type of cleaning chemicals or perfumes and um, things like that smoke. Um, And before, you know, you, you you kind of, you, when you have kids, you clean everything with bleach or Lysol or things that maybe that are not so good for them or yourself. And then I would have an episode like that. So I would miss out on a lot of the kids um, school functions and stuff because I would be, you know, in the bed, I can't move. I can't, speak I can't function and it takes a while to recover um so I think that 
as parents, we do the best that we can. And the, with the, my kids growing up with me having this issue, taught them how to be more independent. So they had, had to learn from a younger age how to do things for themselves. And I would never go any place by myself. I would always have one of them with me mm-hmm. or my husband. If my husband couldn't be with me, you know, my daughter or my son. And if I would feel funny or weird, they would know, hey, we need to go. My, we need to go. My mom is not feeling good. We, we have to leave. And that's kind of sad, but I think it made them the people they are today. I would just venture to say, not really sad. It made them aware just because they are more empathetic to those they encounter. And, and just because I I just, I know all of you personally, and I think (laughs) that it made them more, um, like I said, aware, and it, it, it puts something in their heart where they are the people they are now, because your daughter, I know she wants to be a therapist. Your son, he's doing well in serving our country. And let me just say, I thank you and I thank him from the mm-hmm. bottom of my heart for just extending himself the way he has. So you've got, you guys have done a wonderful job with them. And it's, it's just amazing to see that the things that we encounter, be they not what we have wanted to encounter, that shapes our next generation. Oh, I really appreciate you saying that it means a lot. And um, yeah, I, I sometimes have to remind myself that as well. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. I love it. So we're circling back. We're all over the place a little bit, but it, it all <laughs> works together. You had, um, you have your credit Botox, you have your writing and, and just like your husband, you're a serial entrepreneur. now, have you always been that way? Actually, no, I would say not. I, well, I believe you meet people for a reason. And um, all of these experiences that I've had through my life have brought me to this to this moment. And um, when I met Kevin, I knew he was an entrepreneur. I knew he was a dreamer, a doer, a goer. Um, I was more along for the ride. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I didn't mind that because I knew there had to be one, you know, steady person on the ground, I guess you could say, right. and that the other person reached for the stars, you know? Um, and as, um, we grew and developed together as a couple, um, I've taken on some of his traits and he's taken on some of my traits. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really amazing because we have become the couple we are from each other. So now he, he, um, is comfortable with me, like leading the charge when it comes to certain things. And he's comfortable with just sitting back and relaxing used to be the other way around. I didn't mind being along for the ride and let him have all the glory and the spotlight, (laughs) you know? So, So, yeah, but I've always been involved in, um, some kind of activity with him, whether it be, Amway, those different types of things, you know, as you're trying to develop and find yourself. So some kind of marketing thing. (laughs) That, that sounds so familiar because it was the same way with me and my husband, because originally he, he saw in me that I could be an entrepreneur. I'm, I'm a beast at organization. 
I love mm-hmm. to organize and put things in order and make things flow. My things are systems. So Bradley saw that in me really young, but I would not leave my job because wow. I know I needed to, someone had to work just in case uh-huh. this venture didn't work because he was the adventurous one. He would go out, he would market, he'd, he'd network and all this stuff. I'm like, no, I'm going to work. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. One of us has to work because we got to live. We got kids. Listen, I am not a fan of being hungry. So exactly. <laughs> I love living indoors. So therefore <laughs> I'll work. You go out there and it's when um, his chronic illness struck that I realized we needed more than this one stream of income because he Mm -hmm. was hospitalized a whole lot. And it was, it was very tumultuous for us at that time. Now we're kind of leveled out and he will do my social media posts for me sometimes. And he will, he's comfortable, but I am also comfortable working and being a part-time entrepreneur. One day, hopefully I'll make it to the point where I can leave my full-time job, even though I love it and enjoy it very much. But maybe mm-hmm. I can be at home all the time. But it's just like you said, I've taken on some of his traits. I'm more adventurous when it comes to entrepreneurship now. Mm-hmm. So, yes. so that definitely I, happens. Mm-hmm. And I think that uh, that also comes with, um, I hate to say it, age, because you have more, more confidence in your abilities. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And it, it is like you finally wake up and you realize, why was I afraid all that time? Or why did I worry about so much for so long? You know, um, but yeah, I do agree with you when it comes to um, you have to have multiple streams of income. Yeah. You have to, especially nowadays, nobody, nobody is guaranteed a, a job right. working for somebody. You know, so if that were gone tomorrow, what, where would you be? What would you do? How would you survive? And it's good to find out now that, you know, you can survive without that. Exactly. So in addition to credit consulting, I see here that you do financial or you teach financial efficacy. What exactly is that? So basically that is um, budgeting. That is um, different strategies for saving money. Uh, it's nothing to do with like investing or anything like that. I don't, I, I, I don't have the education yet to advise anybody on that, but when it comes to setting a budget, if it comes to saving money, um, really kind of like looking at what you're spending your money on and, um, is that really necessary? Is that, you know, a lot of people don't know where their dollars go. So when you sit down and you write it out and you track it, um, you become more aware and financially responsible with your with your dollars. Oh, awesome! Because October is credit. No, no, no. Financial literacy month. I think it just got handed down maybe a couple of weeks ago, right as the month started. So that's definitely good because I know with all of this free flowing money that happened <laughs> during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. People were just spending and spending. And a lot of people I know, they don't know where that extra money went. So yeah. a lot of people think budgeting is a bad word. What, just a couple <laughs> tips, if you, if you can, what can you offer in the way of how to start budgeting? Okay, well, there's a couple different 
methods. The one that I like to use is the 50, 30, 20. Mm -hmm. So basically 50% of your, of your income should be on your needs, what you need to survive. 30% should be, you know, on your wants, you know, so those little things that we like to have, but we don't necessarily have to have. Mm -hmm. And 20% should be on your savings. And you should never skimp on that because you never know when that savings is going to end up being a need or a a need in the future. Um, But I would say if you're just starting out, I would keep a diary or even on your phone a notes. And every time that you go to spend some money, you write it down. And if you're not that um, disciplined to be able to do that, if you get an app like mint.com or mint there's an app that you can get on, on your phone. Um, it will actually connect everything and it will show you and track you with reports on what you're spending, where you're spending. And it'll tell you if it's entertainment, it'll tell you if it's, you know, dining out and it will keep track of everything. And I think that that is a really good tool. It is. I actually used Mint for a few years before my bank started doing that for me. So I think the banks are catching on, but Mint was awesome. (laughs) And I found, again, I said, I'm not a fan of being hungry. I spent a lot of money on food. So what I did was maybe I started doing more grocery shopping and more cooking at home on the on my days off. So I mm-hmm. wouldn't be giving more money to the restaurants because all they're doing really is unfreezing, heating up and serving it to me. Right, right. Um, I know my my daughter does meal prep and she'll do that for the house sometimes. And that saves us a lot of money. Um, when she, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But she'll make, and she does healthy meals and stuff like that. So if we ever want to crave junk food, we're going to have to go out, but, but there's no excuse for us to, you know, be spending excess money on meals. <laughs> Exactly. And I understand that she's quite the gardener as well. Oh, yeah, we have uh, we have a little garden in the back and um, she dries a lot of the fruits and vegetables for teas and um, smoothies and different things like that. Okay, well, good, good. So not only is she contributing to not having to spend so much, she's making sure everybody's healthy as well. Yes, she's very and she's very big on um, sustainability. So she's, you know, if we can, if we can, uh, if we can get our food from our backyard, then why not do that instead? (laughs) Absolutely. So I've totally enjoyed speaking with you. I want to know if you have anything you'd like to say to not just women, but I am uh, I'm <laughs> geared towards authentic wellness for women because we seem to hold things in a lot more. What would you share in imparting to the women in regards to your services or just what you've learned throughout life in regards to what you do and how they can kind of get more authentic with themselves, their money, and how to go forward? Well, you can always go to creditbotox.com and um, schedule uh, your free consultation. That would be a step that you could take and we could go over your report line by line. Um, But as far as your own financial wellness, I would say 
to just be aware of where your money is going. And then also remember to put money aside for a rainy day. Uh, you never know when the rain's going to come or how it's going to come, but it always does come. So if you can save a few dollars here or there, and even if you're tucking it under your mattress, you know, something to save for a rainy day, um, that I would say that would be one of the big things um, as far as wellness for women in general. Um, listen to yourself, listen to your intuition, listen to your body, be really aware of yourself. Uh, we all go through changes in life, but I think for me, I found that most women in my life seem to have this innate inability to recognize things that men can't. And if you learn how to hone that and really listen to it when it comes to your own life, you'll be much happier. That was amazing. That is most definitely what I'm all about because we don't listen to ourselves. We can give the best advice. I am fantastic, <laughs> if I do say so myself, at coaching <laughs> other women. But when it comes to myself, the advice doesn't really resonate that much. So you have to listen to yourself and trust yourself because who knows you better than yourself? So right. that's awesome. And you know what? I said I was finished, but I, I lied. Sorry. Um, <laughs> in regards to the free consultation, just one follow-up question. Do you pull the report or is that something they would have to bring with them? Um, no, I would give them the information so they could pull it themselves so it won't ding their credit. Okay. And then, then I, we would both have access to it. Okay, perfect. Perfect. Yeah. So where can we find you on socials? Well, if you want to find Jennifer Rickard, you can go to Facebook and, um, or you can go to Credit Botox. Okay. Um, so I have two different um, profiles, uh, Credit Botox or uh, Jennifer Rickard. Mm -hmm. And then I am on IG. Uh, I have the credit Botox Instagram and then the Jennifer Rickard Instagram depends on what you want to see. Okay. <laughs> and then, um, I am a little bit on TikTok. I have started, I'm trying to do a series on TikTok for credit mom. Uh, I want to give advice directly to the younger base so that, um, I don't want to forget about them and leave them mm -hmm. hanging. Um, yeah. So I'm trying to do a whole series, uh, and it's, um, credit mom on TikTok. Uh, so that's still in development, but those are some places that you can go to, to, to see me. Okay, awesome. I mean, girl, you be up there dancing. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> Not, okay. It's on the way because, and just a, a shameless plug. You're under uh, shared by Michaela. Yes. Okay. So, yes. So she was a guest a little bit ago. So shared by Michaela. She's an awesome social media manager. So for those of you looking to build your credit as well as get some nice social media management, check yeah, out shared she's by great. Michaela. She's amazing. Yeah, she's. she's go ahead. She's always time. got a different way to see things too. So it's really good to to have somebody like that. Absolutely. So I will provide all the links where you can connect with Jennifer. Please do. 
because as women, we need to have our financial foundation straight. Unfortunately, it's found that men do pass away prior to their wives or their significant others. So you would want to have your financial house in order if that unfortunately should befall you. Mm -hmm. Just like Jennifer said, you know, rainy days do come. You don't know when, but they do come. So most definitely, if you're listening, take heed to the warning. It is imperative that you get your financial house in order because we're all about being well in every aspect of our lives. And you don't want to be caught unawares or left worrying if you have to deal with this. So Jennifer, I do thank you for joining us today. It's been amazing having you. And please feel free anytime you have anything to share, you are welcome on the Authentic Wellness Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. It's my pleasure, my love. You take care and we'll talk to you again soon. You too. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Authentic Wellness Podcast. We've had the conversation. You have the information. The question is, what are you going to do with it? See you in the next episode.